so we are just going to uh, continue on. We've been working through the series of um, uh, Dress for Success, and we have been working on the armor of God. So today we are going to talk about prayer. And um, boy, we don't give enough credit sometimes to prayer. And so I hope today that when you leave, that you really, really get a grasp, a grasp of how important prayer is. And I know we've been talking about armor and battle and fighting against um, principalities of, uh, uh, of spiritual forces and, and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and I, when I think about prayer, I think about it as what I like to call hand-to-hand -hand combat. So can you all just put your hands together for me for a moment? Hand-to-hand. -hand. Put your hands like you're praying. This is hand-to-hand -hand combat. Like when you are praying, you are doing warfare. You are, are doing a battle when you are praying. So we're going to read Ephesians 6 again today. Um, I, was, I was reading it last night, and Daryl was beside me as we're, we're in bed, and, and um, he starts rambling it off, and I'm like, wow, you're good. And that's my heart, is that we know this scripture verse like verbatim in our hearts so that we'll be encouraged and we can take it and know um, what we have, the, the, the armor that we have to be able to protect us. We're going to read right through the end, um, right through to verse 20 today. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in whose mighty power? His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Can you say that with me this morning? Stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, then you need to stand firm, again, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up your shield of faith, which with you have to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit with which the with, which, which is the word of God. And now today, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Pray also for me, this is Paul talking, and whenever I speak the words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So again, we're reminded that Paul is in jail while he is writing this. He is looking at a Roman soldier and he is using it as a... Um, object lesson uh, to be able to get his message across. And as I'm reading each paragraph, as I, I am picturing the, the, the things that I use for you, the object lessons that I use for you, I pray that it was running through your brain as well. Um, I want to look at the, 
the words prayer, we're going to kind of break down that scripture verse today a little bit. Um, so prayer. How important is prayer? Prayer is what connects us to God, okay? It's what builds the relationship with the Lord. So with if you have a significant other um, or if you have a friend or, you know, like if you never, ever, 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 ever talk to them, the relationship really will start to kind of break down. It's the same as our relationship with God. We need to have communication with the Lord. And prayer is how we communicate with God. When we think about a battle, if anybody's ever um, watched movies, when there's like a war movie or some kind of a, you know, they're, they're going out to, to I, I watch a lot of these kind of movies where they got to like go incognito and go to another country and, take somebody who's prisoner and, and you know help them to escape and, and when you watch all of these things there's communication that goes on between the commander of the army and the army right like in the movies we see them doing this right you guys agree no you gonna be watch these movies with me okay I can't hear you you're all too quiet today you know they got that you go here you go here there's communication going on so that the army knows where to go, what direction to go into, uh, where maybe there is uh, some bad guys that you need to stay away from. You know, they're warning each other. They have these hand signals to be able to encourage one another on how to go and where to go and what to do. That's what prayer is for us. We are the army of God. And we need to be in communication with our commander, the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, God the Father. We need to be in communication with him so that he can tell us, okay, go over here. Look at me. Look at me. I want you to go over here. Look at me. Listen to me. I want you to go over there. Look at me. I want you to do this. We need to be in communication with him at all times. It helps to keep us stronger, to know uh, what we're doing so that we can be victorious in the battle, right? So we need to get our instructions from him. And how do we do that? We do that by praying, by having relationship, by talking, by communicating to God. Now prayer also expresses that we have a need and that we admit that we can't do things on our own. When we pray in surrender to God, we are telling God, you know what? I know I am not able to do this on my own. I need you to help me. It's an acknowledgement of our dependence on him. That's what prayer is. When we go to him and we're like, Lord, I need you. We are acknowledging that we can't do it on our own. So the first part of this verse, it says to pray in the spirit pray in the spirit and again it is a submission to the will of God we are when we give our hearts to the Lord when we surrender and we ask Jesus for forgiveness and we surrender our lives to him we are submitting to him the Holy Spirit comes in and so prayer is a submission to the will of God when we pray to God we are submitting to what his will is not what our will is but to his will when we pray we say God help me accomplish what you want me to accomplish 
Like my first prayer that comes out of my brain in the morning before I put my feet on the floor is as I'm laying in bed and trying to get my eyes open is I'm like, okay, God, whatever you have for me today, let me do it in a manner that you would want me to do. God, show me what it is your will today. So I'm submitting my will to him. I'm praying in the spirit because I, I have the Holy Spirit in me. And so I'm acknowledging that I need the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me. And the spirit is inside of me to help me. That's the voice that I'm hearing is Jesus will speak through his Holy Spirit to me so that I know his thoughts, his desires, his will. So it's the direction from the commander that we need. Remember in Acts 2, where the Holy Spirit came down into the disciples, they were, whoops, there goes something, I don't know what that was. Hopefully it's nothing important. <laughs> um, when the Holy Spirit came down, yes, they were they were filled with speaking in tongues, but this, it's not what this is talking about here. This is talking about, we have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us. So you know when you're about to do something that is, that is maybe incorrect or not right, God doesn't want you to do, you will hear through the Holy Spirit on, on the direction that God wants you to go. We've talked about sin and people have, have asked, you know, like I told you last week when I would have the teens come to me and they would say, well, how far can I go with my girlfriend? Because they want to get as close, you know, to the sin as they possibly can without irritating God. And so I tell people when they question me, well, is this sin or is this not sin? I will direct you to what the word of God says. But then you need to open up your heart to the Holy Spirit and have the Holy Spirit show you. I can tell you what the word of God says and what is right and what is wrong according to his word. But until you are aligned with the Holy Spirit and listening to that voice of the Holy Spirit, that's where the decision needs to come. That's where the Holy Spirit is going to put it into your heart, whether something is you know, the guidance of where he wants you to go, what he wants you to do, whether it's something that's wrong, whether it's something right, whatever it is, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you. But we need to then choose, are we going to submit to the voice of the Holy Spirit or are we going to choose our own will? So when we pray in submission to the Holy Spirit, we need to be listening and adhering to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So pray in the Spirit. It's having the Holy Spirit in us to lead us and guide us. The next part of the verse says, on all occasions. On all occasions. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18. It says, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In this scripture verse, we are being told that we need to pray hand-to-hand -hand combat. We need to be doing that battle on all occasions. So we don't just, we're not called to just pray when it works good for you, when it fits into your schedule, when you can get your calendar out and go, okay, um, at 2 o'clock, maybe 2.15, I can give the Lord like 10 minutes. We're to pray on all occasions. So does that mean that we have to live in a prayer room and literally not work and not do our jobs and not talk to people? No, that's not what it means. But we need to be in constant communication with 
the Lord. It doesn't have to be like on your knees, down with your head together. That's not what it is. But just be in a constant awareness of God around you. When you're driving in your car, thank God for like the silly things. You know, you got an awesome parking spot. Thank God for that sale that you got at Walmart. Whatever it is, just always being aware, watching and being alert of the Holy Spirit in you, of God around you. Because you know what? People are watching us. We are standing here and we are professing to be followers of Jesus Christ. We need to be in constant communication with the Lord, always having him on our mind so that we are always doing the best that we can to be the best example of who he is. And how do we do that? By being in communication and listening for our commander's voice, listening for our Lord's voice to lead us and guide us and to show us where he wants to be, what he wants us to do. So nonstop prayer, constant communication. We need guidance for, for wisdom. Maybe there's decisions we have to make. Maybe there's there's different things that we have to that we're looking for guidance for, wisdoms, whatever your situation is. By being in communication with the Holy Spirit, He will lead you and He will guide you. We need to pray with all kinds of prayers and requests. So prayer is a huge word. We, you know, prayer, there's so many underlying things that prayer looks like, that prayer means. So we can take time where we need to maybe pray for something for ourselves. Maybe there's a need personally that you have for yourself, and you take that to the Lord, and you're like, God, I really, really need you to help me in this situation. God, I really, really need you to lead and guide me in this situation. There could be prayer requests for others, like we prayed for the kids today. All of those names on there represent a child that was here this week and got to hear a message of Jesus Christ over and over and over. They got to sense the love of Jesus through each and every one of those volunteers that stood. They got to sense God's presence when we were singing. They got to just be in the presence of God every single time they walked here. And not only there, but then passing that on to their parents and, and their guardians when they went home. So we can have prayer requests for other people. We can pray for needs for other people. We can pray in a, in a moment to think and to honor God, to tell God how much we love him and how amazing he is and thank him for the creation around us and acknowledge how much he has done for us. We can pray for forgiveness. When we have done something wrong, we can pray, God, forgive me. Forgive me for not listening to that voice of your Holy Spirit telling me not to go there, telling me not to do that, telling me not to look at that, telling me to, to, to not speak that. We can ask God for forgiveness in prayer. There's also intercessory prayer. And I talked to some people about this um, this past week. There's intercessory prayer that that is a prayer that is that is deep, that is groaning, that some people um, will intercede in a deeper manner for people, maybe a situation or something. And and sometimes people will will you know, I, I, the person I was talking to said sometimes it's kind of a little bit freaking me out because sometimes people, when they're interceding, they're they're very passionate and they're maybe yelling and they're getting right in there and, and you know, clapping and stomping. And, and it's just that they're interceding and they're going into a deeper, deeper place of prayer and interceding 
powerfully and storming the throne room on somebody else's behalf. Sometimes prayer can be as simple as, God, help me. It can be as simple as that. Sometimes prayer can just be tears. Sometimes prayer can be no words at all, but just a simple tear. And God knows. There is no wrong way to pray. There is no wrong way to pray. We just acknowledge that God is able, that he is our commander. I shouldn't say there's no wrong way to pray. You don't want to pray for a million dollars and be mad at God that he didn't give it to you. (laughs) Okay, I'm not talking selfish prayers. I'm talking about acknowledging the need for the Lord. It doesn't matter what your words sound like. It doesn't matter what your physical stature is, whether you're on the ground with your face down, whether you're driving in your car, whether you're on a walk like I do in the morning with my dog. It does not matter. What matters is your heart and the fact that you are taking time to communicate with your Father. The next part of that scripture says to be alert. It says, let me just read it from, I lost my page. The wind, the wind, the wind. It says, pray on all occasions, keep um, all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. So when we're praying, we're being also warned in this spot to be alert, to watch. I like to say, have your spiritual antennas up. Because again, remember, This is a battle between good and evil. This is a battle where the enemy is trying to take us down. This is a battle between spiritual forces that are trying to stop us from going to that deeper, closer walk with the Lord. We need to have our spiritual antennas up. We need to be alert at all times. When there is an army going into battle, there's always that one person who is, well, well, people, you know, the rest of the army is kind of having a sleep or a rest. They have somebody who's the watchman, who's watching to see when the enemy is about to try to come and attack. We need to be the watchman for ourselves. We need to be the watchman for our families. We need to be the watchman for our church. We need to be the watchman for our community and be always praying for that. Be alert. Be watching because the enemy is sly. He is sneaky and he will find the most subtle ways to try to get in. Remember we talked about this, how he will twist scripture to make it sound like something else. We need to always be alert and always be watchful. Keep our eyes open to temptation. Mark 14, 38, it says, watch and pray so you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Often we allow our fleshly desires to take over what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. We need to be constantly watching, have our antennas up and tweaked to hear the voice of God. And I've heard many, many people say, I don't know how to hear the voice of God. How do I hear the voice of God? Let me just say, 
The more you pray, the more time you spend in God's presence, the more time you spend in his word, the more time you communicate, the louder his voice will become. But it can be as simple, as simple as just sensing a tiny little feeling in your, in your gut, in your heart, in your mind. You know, just that little voice that says, you need to go over and say hello to that person. It could be as simple as that. It could be as simple as, and I've used this illustration lots, in the Tim Hortons drive-thru, and you have that little feeling that says, you should pay for the person behind you. And then the flesh sets in and goes, what? I'm not paying $2.35 for their coffee. And the Holy Spirit isn't, pay for their coffee. What? Don't you know that I work hard for my money? Pay for their coffee. Listen to that tiny little voice inside of you that is telling you, be alert all the time, be aware. And can I just say, if it's a good thought, it's very likely of God. I have people who, again, have said to me, well, I hear good thoughts, but I don't know if it's from God or the devil. Well, I don't think the devil is going to tell you to do something nice for somebody. So just do it. Just do it. So the army has to watch. We have watchmen that watch. We need to have discerning eyes. We need to be discerning, and that's kind of a big word, but what it's telling us is, is we kind of need to have a check in our heart, a check in our spirit, if this is something godly, okay? So, so again, when it comes to temptation, there's always going to be a moment where we're going to have, you know, where the, the meet, meet, meet sign is going to go in our head, like temptation, temptation, sin, 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 and this is where our flesh is weak because we want to step over, but the spirit is saying no. So we're always going to have that meet, 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 danger, 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 don't go there. And in that moment, we need to be alert and watchful that we don't choose what our flesh wants, but we stay over here for what the spirit wants. So have discernment in your heart. Have discernment to know if this is of God. The next part of this verse says to always keep on. And in some other versions, it will say with all perseverance or endurance. So we need to pray, continually pray, and always pressing on, always keeping on in prayer. So to do anything, it takes perseverance. Ask any woman, I'm going to say woman because the majority of women, we're all on a diet. We're always trying to lose 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. We're always like, I just can't do it. It takes perseverance. It takes, you know, you can't work out, go crazy for a week, and then spend three weeks eating cheeseburgers, and then go back. You, you know, like, it, it doesn't work. We need to, and I'm one to talk, right? So, I, Krispy Kreme donuts, hello. Like, it just, it's... You know, I'm not going to tell you how many I ate yesterday. I'm embarrassed. Um, so it I had perseverance to eat Krispy Kreme donuts yesterday, actually. Um, I had endurance to continue to do this. Okay. Um, anyway, and to do anything, any kind of goal, reach anything, it takes perseverance. It takes endurance. Philippians 3.14. I press on. Press on. Keep pressing on, even when it's hard, God will give you the strength. He will give you what you need to press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. 
Let me tell you, our volunteers for kids camp this week pressed on. There was not one day where I felt, oh, I need to like kick these leaders in the butt and get them moving a little bit. They all came, maybe with you know a, a couple extra caffeine doses, but they all came with willing hearts to press on through the week. Even though they were tired, they pressed on. And we won the prize by seeing all these kids come to know Jesus. We won the prize by all the conversations we got to have with the parents on Friday and all the ones who are like, you know what, I really want to come to church. I want to know more about God. Those We pressed on towards and we got the prize, which Christ Jesus called us heavenward for. Okay, so don't quit praying. You know, sometimes we pray for things and we're like praying and we're not getting our answer and we're just like, oh, fine, God's not listening to me. And we quit. Don't quit. Keep pressing on. Think about the story in Daniel. I'm not going to read it today, but you can go and you can search it out yourself in the book of Daniel where Daniel was praying for an answer, for a vision that he had. And finally the angel Gabriel came to him after many, many weeks of prayer and he said to him, I was trying to come to you but there was a battle in the spiritual realm and I couldn't get to you. But as Daniel continued to pray, it would be helping to be able to fight I didn't know what we were singing today. I had no idea. And when I saw that on the list, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Because I wrote down here, think about the Lord's Prayer. When when the disciples asked, and people asked, Lord, teach us how to pray, he gave us the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, we're acknowledging, again, we are acknowledging that we need God. We are acknowledging that he is our father. But what I love about that very first word is our. Can we say that? Our. Think about it. We are praying as a group together, our father. It's not just my father. It's our father. We need to pray for each other. We need each other. That's why we're encouraged to come to church. That's why it says in the Bible to not forsake the fellowship of coming together because we need each other. We need to uplift one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to support one another. We need to love on one another. We need to pray for one another. We are not alone in this battle. We are not alone. It might feel like it sometimes, and doesn't the enemy just love to make us feel like we are the only person going through that situation? Doesn't the enemy love for us to feel lonely and brokenhearted like nobody cares? Doesn't he just love that? And if we're not alert and keep our spiritual antennas up, isn't that just a great place for us to park our tent and have a little pity party. Oh, look at me. Woe is me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody talked to me today. Nobody asked how I was. You know, like Eeyore. Okay, anybody Winnie the Pooh fan? Like, alright. I guess I'll go to church. Nobody ever invites me out for lunch. 
I always do the inviting. Nobody invites me back. Doesn't the enemy love for us to be in that place? Let's keep our spiritual antennas up and be like, you know what? If nobody invited me to lunch, well, I guess I'm inviting them to lunch. Right? If nobody's going to come talk to me, I guess I'll go talk to them. Because probably 95 other people are sitting in their chair going, nobody ever talks to me. So we're all sitting in our chairs going, nobody ever talks to me, nobody ever talks to me. Which I know is not a problem here because I hear all the time what a welcoming church we are. So I'm thankful and blessed for that. But let's encourage one another. That's why we come together. That's why we pray for one another. We are in this battle together. We are a family. We truly, truly are a family. Verse 19, I'm going to read it. Verse 19 to 20, I'm going to read it one more time. Ephesians 6, 19 to 20. Pray also for me. This is Paul talking now. He's telling the Ephesian, the church of Ephesus, please pray for me. I'm your leader. Please pray for me. That whenever I speak words, whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. We need to pray. If I could ask, pray for me as your pastor. Pray for my husband, Daryl. Pray for the leaders of our church. Pray for the teachers of our kids' church. Pray for the leaders of our country. Pray for the leaders of our, of our province. Pray for people who are in charge because this job is not easy. I Don't go to get me wrong. I absolutely love what I get to do. I absolutely love what I get to do. I am honored that God has me in this place. But there are days where it's tough and the enemy tries to take down leaders. And I can guarantee anybody here who is any, in any kind of a leadership position, whether it's in church or whatever, it is hard. When you are the guy or girl in charge, it's hard. And when you're dealing with all kinds of people with all kinds of different ideas and all kinds of thoughts on how things should go and I want it to be my way, remember we're, when, when we're not listening to the Holy Spirit and united together as one, it is very hard to be able to keep, make everybody happy. It's impossible, but we do our best. We need to pray for leaders in charge. Because somewhere along the line, I'm going to irritate you. I've said that a lot of times. Someday, I might irritate you. There might be something that I will say that will bother you. So you need to pray for leaders. We need to pray that we will have boldness. We need to pray that your leaders, that myself, that all of our teachers, our, our ministers, everyone who, who ministers in this church in any kind of capacity, pray for clarity of thought for us. Pray for protection. Pray for guidance. Pray for strength. Exodus 17. Let's turn there. This is the story of Moses and Joshua in a battle. Verse 10 to 12. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses kept his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, 
the Amalekites were winning. When Moses had grew hands grew tired, they, as in Aaron and Hur, took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. As long as Moses' hands were raised, they were winning. As he grew weary in what he was doing, his arms came down, and then they were losing. When Aaron and Hur came along and said, we are going to hold your arms up. We're going to support you in this so that we will win the battle. That's what we need to do. If I can ask on behalf of myself and the leaders of this church, pray for us. Support one another. Don't go to the restaurant and have roast pastor. Okay? Did you hear what she preached today? I can't believe she said that. That really irritates me. Why did she do that? I can't even believe it. I have a right mind to go and talk to her. Okay, come talk to me. <laughs> Let's not roast each other. Let's not roast pastor. Let's hold arms up and support. Because sometimes you don't know what pastor, what leader is going through. Sometimes you don't know why decisions were made. Sometimes it was because it was for your good, but you didn't know why we had to go around that way. We need to support and love one another. I'm going to invite the worship team to come. And I'm going to ask you all to stand. And we are going to, if we can sing that first new song that you played um, that had to do with prayer. Um, that was my paper that went flying. <laughs> had the name of it on it. Um, but Pastor Vanessa, you guys all know. If you're able to stand, can you stand with me this morning? And if you are here today and you are going through a situation and you need prayer, we are a family and we want to pray for you. We want to love on you. We want to support you. So I'm going to ask you today to raise your hands. Raise your hands today if you need prayer. Anybody? Thank you. Right up here. I want you to look around. Look around. There's a couple in the front. There's all kinds in the back. Some over here. Keep your hands raised so that we can see you nice and high. Can I ask our church family right now to come around and let's support these ones who are who are in need of prayer right now. Let's make sure that not one person with their hand raised is standing alone without somebody wrapped around them. So can I just have you look around right now? Look around, Emmanuel's in the back with his hand raised. Can I have somebody go back there? Um, back here in, a, in the blue shirt, there's a couple back there. Can I make sure some people are surrounded around them? I can't see, so maybe you already are. Raise your hands nice and high. Raise your hands nice and high. I don't want you prophesying over them. I, I just want you just to pray. I don't want you asking them what their issue is. I want you just to pray for God to intervene right now. Because we are a family and there's power in hand-to-hand -hand combat. There's power in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Let's pray. 
that God will just take care of the need. God knows. So let's support one another as we sing this song, and then I'll close.